Okay, we're live. Oh, I can leave meeting now if I want to because you recorded it. I can leave meeting. Are these the uh, the proper ones here, Mr. Infamous? Looks like I'm opening up a bag of drugs here. Hold on. Well, it is legal north of the border, right? It does. Oh, yeah, that looks like the one. Three weeks lot. later, they show up after traveling across the Great White North in a canoe, a hang glider, and Lord knows whatever else, a mule's back probably. Actually, Matt's probably going to want to get in on those because that would look real nice in the Tar Heel. Yeah. And I'm going with the Adafuse, the quick little jumper, so I can run my fogs with my markers. Right. There you go. What are you going to do? The uh, you're not doing the relay. Well, hookup? I don't think so because I'm going with a lower amperage draw, right? I'm going LED. But does it really draw less? I'm going to lean on the uh, side of yes. You should do a test and make it a video because you know it's not that hard. You just put your your voltmeter or amp meter in line and see what the draw looks like. See if you can uh, overheat the old fog light switch right. or headlight slash fog light switch with uh, with LED fogs because then you all you need to do is jump the one wire, right? I think it's just, I yeah. forget what the color is, but it's just one wire and you just touch them together and away you go. Then you well, got mean lights. This is it, right? And I mean, these things don't look all that beefed up. I guess we should maybe explain for everybody listening. I got some LED fog lights for the uh, the GT Vert. So, um, and I want to run them with just marker lights because that's 90s cool right there. Yeah. And uh, badass mean lights. Like you have to, if you have a GT, you have to have that feature enabled. Like yeah. if you don't, you should almost get a fine. This or a Cobra clone. <laughs> or a Cobra clone. Yeah. Yes. Kate, let's enough about all that bullshit. Matt, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm in the presence of two Canadians. Like, I'm doing great, man. Such a nice podcast. No mean people up here. Did you <laughs> did you pour yourself a stiff beer or are you drinking that American uh, water with a little bit of battery acid in it? Hey, the thing about American beer, I don't know if Canadian beer is the same way, but you have to drink it cold. Maybe that's a North American thing. I don't know. You go to the rest of the world and they're like, cold beer, what's that? But got to do it. I have to say, I'm going to intervene right here because I've had the pleasure of drinking with Matt on numerous occasions now. And I have to say that his palate is one that could definitely enjoy Canadian beer and keep up with Canadian beer drinkers. But that also is because he is um, almost like a giant. So I feel like he can hold so much beer being like seven foot eight or whatever height he is. And uh, like, just sit in his Fox spot. Like if just try and sit in the, in the driver's seat, pretend like you're going to drive that motherfucker and you feel like you're in the back seat. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's funny you say that because I almost run with the seat all the way back. Like you must damn near have your knees around your ears, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can sit behind me. I mean, I got the seat extenders, but then like it raises you up unless you do the trick that there's a way to get around that. Somebody put a YouTube video on that. But so, yeah, that's it's it's painful, 
but uh, at the same time, you know, uh, I make it work. I roll in my 5.0. I just leave the top. That's why I have a convertible. See, I, the headroom isn't an issue. Okay? <laughs> like Shaq. <laughs> yeah. It's not so much the height that's the issue for me. It's my size 18 shoe that gets me yeah. in trouble. Are you, so you got size 18? Like you got fucking water skis. I do. And, and, Special and order. Manual is difficult. So him and Shaquille O'Neal, they get their shoes from the same supplier. Actually, that's true. There's a shoe store down in Atlanta. Shout out to Friedman's. And uh, Shaq used to go there all the time, but I said all the NBA players. It's like the East Coast used to be. I don't know. So you can go in there and try shoes on. That's the big thing people don't realize. When you have shoes that size, you can't try them on. And I have flat feet too. So anyway, I'm sure people don't want to hear about feet on this uh, Mustang podcast. Yeah, and, and for anybody who hasn't recognized the voice already, you know, Matt is our, I guess, uh, what are you, uh, a colleague? I guess an influencer, Fox body colleague, or I don't know. Colleague's we... good. Just yeah, colleague's good. It up, right? I know he's having trouble because I don't know as much about working on them. I have to bring in a third party to work on mine. It's taught me a thing or two with Matt from Fox Resto, the Matt and Matt <laughs> show. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like social media influencer, Fox body enthusiast, that'll work. Yeah, fellow enthusiast slash influencer a la YouTube. Mr. Gearhead704 is here with us this evening. And if you are not familiar with his lively presence, because I have to say that. Well, you've been living under a rock if you're not familiar with (laughs) this. Well, yeah, yeah, you're living under a rock. But you know what? There might be people that that just listen to audio and and have never even seen one of our videos. You know, that's kind of part of the reason why we started this, Gary, is so that we could branch out to different avenues. And maybe, you know, touch other enthusiast souls and help them or give them a sense of, I guess, that they're not alone with all of these rickety box bodies and all the problems that they come with. So with that said, you know, um, if you are not familiar with Gearhead704 or his channel, be sure to check it out. Uh, Matt, like I said, is lively. Um, You know, if you follow me. Gary, you're a character too. Like I know I'm just kind of the more serious guy and you know, I'm just more about the business side of things. Sometimes it takes a lot to make me laugh or crack a joke or Matt just cracks jokes all day long. Yeah. In fact, Matt, do you want to tell us where you were tonight? <laughs> I was at an improv show. My wife surprised me with date night. Uh, also, she might be more famous than me, Tiffany from Gearhead704. Um, I've had several people come up lately and ask if she's even my wife. Uh, yes, if you're wondering out there, she is. <laughs> Transformation <laughs> tip. <laughs> Transformation tip, that's right. And uh, yeah, she took me to an to improv class tonight. And uh, funny enough, the skit I had to do was uh, a YouTube tutorial on smoky eye makeup. And let me tell you, Ooh. I did not know shit about smoky eye makeup, but I gave my best YouTube tutorial of it. <laughs> Okay, you know so what? hold on, buddy. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I swear I've actually seen a video about smoky eye makeup. Like that, there was a famous one back in the day that was, I want to say it was funny as hell because, or it was something about like a really ugly chick or homely or however politically correct you want to say it. We're um, not and then she did politically correct on this show. Don't worry about she that. Did, she did the whole smoky eye thing because it was like the whole, you know, the Kardashians and everybody were. Uh, we're doing it and then it was just like oh my god it's a completely different person anyways um did you have to actually do the smoky eye thing matt 
luckily no it's just like pretending right so that's all, all improv is it's basically my youtube channel you ever see my youtube channel it's like improv <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were part of the act buddy yeah yeah it was like training it was like trying to prepare you and yeah she surprised me with that so shout that's out to cool me. yeah that's hey. actually a really good thing because like it would help you when you're like just caught randomly on the spot you know and just in terms of you know as a content creator we all know what it's like when you're trying to like come up with words or if you get just caught and you want it almost like organically but without the ums and the stutters and the, all the the cuts that you got to do to make it look right by the time you post it up on uh, youtube yeah that helps but you know what i what i kind of feel it helps me more on because i do a lot of shows so my channels turned into very show oriented it's six last year and do these car reviews and stuff and i don't know i just like it um I, at a couple of shows i get hit with a some interesting folks sometimes that say random stuff to me like they know me and then the stuff they say is really weird like they don't know my beliefs or political agendas or anything but they say you know xyz so improv really prepares you for that to still be nice and hopefully you know maybe they'll buy my sh a shirt of mine or something so there you go <laughs> I've always been impressed with people that can do that. You know, there was a show uh, years ago called um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. It had that Wayne Bray. Man, I would piss myself. Because like, those guys were so good, right? Like, here's your card. Here's what you got to do. And that's all they tell you. Yeah. And the rest is up to you. And you got to try to make everybody laugh. Like, that's impressive to be able to do that. And you got to sure. keep yourself from laughing. Like totally. that's the other thing that I think is so impressive, right? Because like, I don't know, I couldn't do it. Like, no. I, I can't even keep myself from laughing when when you're talking, Gary. <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for the bloopers, guys. You got to get on this bloopers thing, you know? Like, Buddy. You laugh like that. Put it at the end of your video. It won't help. It doesn't help your average view duration. But what are we doing this for? Just running for fun. Well, I do, Gary. I don't know about Chris. He's doing it for business, but. <laughs> no, Matt, I got to hand it to you, buddy, in a whole bunch of different ways. Like, um, the editing is unreal. I, I like for someone, and I mean, I, I guess I can, I can say this from my own heart because I'm here banging it out once a week, knowing exactly what you're going through, right? Like you try to get all the clips in a perfect world. You just go like start to finish, boom, load it, but that never happens. Right. And you were doing that twice a week, guy, which still blows my mind. I have no idea how you glue a family together. You know what I mean? Like this stuff's not putting a ton of food in a guy's fridge. So you still got a day job, the whole nine yards. And you got hobbies and you got a wife. You're doing date nights. Like you're killing it, buddy. Three and a Honestly. half years of that. And then I finally wised up. And since this year, just once a week, which is actually, it's kind of nice. It feels like I'm on vacation all year. Well, it's <laughs> funny, man. I laugh every time I'm watching one of your videos because you go to do your little shtick at the end and it's like, nope, just once a week. <laughs> right? <laughs> this last so one I put up, it was finally natural. I finally like yeah, said it. Right. You know, I was like, wow, it's like four months. How has that been? Like, have you noticed... You know, because we always talk about algorithms and everything, and I guess without getting yeah. too um, detailed, because people out there probably don't care to hear it, but right. you know, I, I am genuinely curious um, to get your thoughts in terms of from your perspective, um, which I think you just alluded a little bit to, that you feel like a free man and got some extra time. But 
you know, has, has YouTube changed on you at all? Do you find? Yeah. What's, what's interesting, high level summary for those listening um, is basically, even though I've gone down to once a week, I am pulling in numbers that a year ago at the same time, in terms of views. And, and that's one thing we do as influencers is you tend to look at views per month because subscribers, at least for me, subscribers really don't matter. You can have a million subscribers and maybe you're only pulling in 10,000 views a month. So, you know, that's no good. Um, but anyway, for me, in terms of views, uh, they're actually higher than they were this time last year, even though I'm only putting up one a week. And I've noticed that if anybody's followed me for a long time, some of the videos I put out were two times a week, they were a little forced. They weren't necessarily great <laughs> ideas. Okay. I'll be honest. Um, so I think now the I had the extra time. I'm not as much pressure. Uh, yeah. I, the views dropped from what they were the past couple months, but um, you know, overall it's still good year over year. And I'm much happier with my life. So hopefully the viewers, if you watch, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoying the content more now. I think the content's a little better. I think the editing's gotten a little bit better and uh yeah I, it's a positive for me yeah you're just not as rushed with everything and like you there's nothing worse than going into the the following week i mean right now right like i've got everything filmed haven't edited anything for next week but i'm like oh shit i got a dud for the following week like i got nothing yeah. i guess i got fog lights now but you know what i mean like you're yeah. always trying to think of that thing which in all actuality, probably waters a person down a bit because you're so concerned with like, well, I don't know, what do people want to see? And it's up to us to, to figure that out. And yeah. anyway, I think it's funny. I know this from goofing around with Instagram a little bit in that, <clears throat> oh my gosh, shit, you know, I haven't, what, people probably wonder what the heck I'm doing. I haven't put something up in a while. And I post something that's got so much dust on it. It's been hanging out in my phone forever. You post it and I'll be damned, right? Everybody goes, holy shit. You know, like, wh where'd this come from? And like, I don't know. I just had nothing else to talk about, you know? And here we are. It's blowing up. See, it's funny how that works. And, you know, I can really relate to Matt in terms of some forced content on occasions, you know, when... I myself was trying to do two a week um, last year as well. And like now I'm just, I feel like that I haven't put myself on a schedule that things almost come a little bit more organically. Like I've actually already edited and have the video uploaded as the second part to my wheel and tire fit and whatever. But that's just, it's a topic and a subject that's just second nature to me. And it, it's just, you know, I don't have to try and create it. It just kind of naturally comes out and, you know, it was quick to edit and everything was good. And it's like, oh man, I could throw it out tomorrow. Like I could do it back to back, but then same thing as you were saying here, it's like, okay, well then what happens next week? Yeah. But I have to say though, for, because uh, a couple of people have asked me and I don't know if, if Matt caught this, but Matt, did you happen to see maybe a little bit or anything on that 93 Cobra video that I had out for only five hours. Yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> it really kind of blew up for you. It did pretty good. Yeah. And then I had to take it down. Uh, okay. I was looking for it. Yeah. I saw the views when I want to check this out. Okay. All right. I didn't know the story behind that. So it's a, it's a mystery location. 
And I was trying to be very diligent about where I was filming, what I was saying, you know, everything else. And, um, you know, I had all the permission to do it. And unfortunately, it was just one of those things. And I completely understand, um, you know, if, if you or anybody out there had the opportunity to see it, you would know that there was a lot of Fox bodies in one um, centralized spot. And um, some people just don't want other people knowing about it or maybe, you know, catching wind of things, which I understand because I don't necessarily want people catching wind of, of where it is either because, you know, I know and I'm happy that I know, but it doesn't mean everybody else has to know. But um, yeah, no, it was a really good video. And actually, the, the, the kick in the nuts is that it's kind of the opposite. You were talking about like sometimes you just throw something up randomly. And all of a sudden it does really well and you thought it was absolute garbage but this video i knew was good and i was like man i the edits were good you know the footage was good and i was just like i even watched it myself like twice because i was like not only did i want to make sure that everything was good but i was like man this is actually a dope video and i think that resonated because those first few hours you know man it was like just getting lit up and yeah. um and then i was just like you know talking with the gentleman of the location and yeah no, he asked like i probably could have left it up but you know it's out of respect for him and, and everything else i get it and there will be more content just in a in a different way we'll put it that way but um i mean that's what's yeah, important sucks. chris like you just mentioned it the reason why you took it down and I, i'm the same thing with videos like if if i put a video up and you know it, somebody has an issue with it or something not just some random troll but you know there was something there that i didn't feel like was best representative and helpful to the community or the person i've done that before too i, I pulled a video i pulled one down and edited a part out they didn't like on someone's car I try to be very respectful of the content i put out to especially the, the subject of the, of the video yeah. right well and i am glad that we do have the ability to pull them down or, you know, change the way that they're listed. Or you, sometimes it's as easy as just turning off comments. You know what I mean? Yeah. If people start getting political um, or, I don't know, debating, debatable um, in there, then at least, uh, you know, there's some moderation features and stuff like that. It's not like you post it and then you can never knock it back. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, the whole whole video thing is crazy, whether you think it's good or you think it's bad, or sometimes you know it's good. and um, like I said, I think all of the, I guess the, the breathing that we've allowed ourselves to take this year, um, I think has put out some better content or maybe we're just getting more experience. It could be like, too. You know what I mean? Like, obviously we should be getting better at this the more that we do. Right. But you would think, um, <laughs> actually, yeah. So you guys, I just looked it up. I wish I knew these stats off my head, but Gary Castle Customs, you put out, looks like 163 videos so far on YouTube. You have, of course, these shorts, which I don't do. You have some of those over a million, but regular standard videos, you got one over over 100,000, like 250,000. Yeah. Uh, same thing with you, Chris. You put out 318 videos. You've got a couple over 100,000. I put out 380 videos. So I have more videos than both of you. I yet to have a 100K video. So you guys got to fill me in. How do I get to the 100K club? I'm feeling left out here. Got a couple of geniuses on here putting out 100K videos, and I'm just grinding and throwing them out. Maybe I put out too much crap content two times the, a week. The funny thing is my 100K videos are videos I posted before I was actually doing this consistently. 
Um, you know, I actually remember I, I was monetized way back when, because I think of that one BMW video, which it's such a stupid video is literally like I was coming back and, you know, wheeling a lawn tractor in a barn out of the way to start my BMW up for the first time in the spring. And for some reason that went like wildfire and allowed me to get monetized, but then YouTube changed their monetization things. So they actually like reneged on it because I don't think I had the subscribers to, cause you need that subscriber slash. I yeah. It used to be 10,000 hours only. Yeah. yeah. So um, they had reneged on it. And then there's that other one, the stalker vert video. I get it. That's a badass car. That's a badass snippet. That thing just every day. I always see it. Like it's just, it, it's stuck in some sort of autopilot mode. But so in terms of normal content that I'm producing, I have yet to see a video. I don't even know if one has gone over 30 K to be honest with you um, in terms of like an episode. Yeah, no, you did one two years ago, season two trailer. <laughs> That's a it's a trailer, but it has thirty nine thousand. <laughs> All right. Oh. I well, wish maybe I'm doing something you, wrong. I wish I could tell you, Matt, what the hell that one did or how it did it. I, I honest to God, I mean, I think it was pure dumb luck. You know, you just right time, right place, right topic, and for whatever reason it it just bounced around i know i remember shortly after that video went out i had a bunch a bunch of people reach out and say hey i just saw this like on facebook or i just saw it somewhere else and i think it just caught on like all the stars aligned and platforms aligned and it just took off nobody i remember you saying here recently on one of yours about how oh it was when you and lance were chatting at pitts and uh, you said, you know, it took me nine and a half months or whatever to like get myself to the subscribers year out and whatever. Like it, it blew my mind because I'm thinking like, holy shit, did I ever luck out fast? Like, you know, just again, right time, place, whatever. I don't know what it was. Yeah. A lot of people are blown away by that. You know, I'm probably getting too much into the, the YouTube stuff for most people, but I literally, my first six months, six months, I looked down, I got 200 subscribers. I put out a lot of videos, you know. I'm like, what am I doing here? I suck. Oh, well, I just keep putting them out. And uh, you can look at some of my early ones are still on there. I couldn't even color correct, man. Like the, uh, I met Caleb from Foxcast Media and put him on my thumbnail. And he looks like a red Martian. The color correct well, so get a laugh and go watch those old videos if you want for 2018. <laughs> well, buddy, you know what? If you don't mind me asking, like, cause I'm real, I talk about this all the time. I'm, I'm always super curious on like the backstory and I know a real high level version of yours, but I'd love it if you could, well, tell me and anyone that else that wants to listen, like who, what, when, where, why, and how, you know what I mean? Like, so, and maybe just, so maybe most people know as much as I do. So, I mean, from what I understand, um, you know, had a love for the Fox and got into it without a whole bunch of background know-how, but was determined to figure it out and learn from the ground up. Because I remember seeing some of your early videos and you're like, I'm learning just like everybody else, you know, and I'm kind of falling on the sword and I'm willing to admit it. And uh, I think that was probably a lot of what 
attracted people to you, right? They're like, Hey man, I can correlate or I can relate to this guy. Like this is, uh, I love the fact that he's putting himself out there and he's funny about it. He doesn't take himself too seriously and he's having a good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely how it started. I mean, uh, what happened to me is I was real, I was into the magazines like all of us, you know, and, and reading the magazines and wanting that magazine type build. And then by the time the forum started around the early internet, maybe early two thousands where everybody else is sort of learning from that, you know, and sharing knowledge. And, and I don't know, I guess there was a lot of hating going on. I was online as well, but for my actual job, <laughs> so okay. I switched to computers. So I love Fox bodies and stuff, but I kind of missed those years you know, where Chris was uh, doing live streams back in 2009 out of his garage. Yeah, <laughs> with an extension cord uh, dial-up internet, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I bought what now what is now known as Tar Heel Fox. So for anybody anybody listening, don't know what you're talking about, I've got a uh, an 89 Mustang GT convertible because back in all the movies, the convertible was the car, right? That was the GT convertible was the highest priced standard Mustang you could get, I believe, for a long time. And um, anyway, I got that. I had a white one, and it's called Targo Fox because I'm a big Carolina basketball fan too. And I had a painted Carolina blue eventually. But um, yeah, I really didn't know much about it, and I just sort of took it to shops. And then, luckily, I have a I have a very good IT job, so I had money to burn. But at the end of the day, you still like even people with money to burn. You don't like wasting that money, <laughs> you know? Money's money. True, man. So, <clears throat> and by the time I'm I'm at my third shop. I'm having to rebuild the engine for the third time. Oh, you know, uh, it, you, you look down. I literally, I kept all my receipts. Never do that. If you, if <laughs> don't keep every receipt because then you add it all up and then you feel really bad. So I kid you not. And, and most people probably know this, but before my paint job on my car, which was an, ex, you know, at the time an expensive paint job, but I love it. Um, I had 50 grand into this 89 GT convertible and without even a paint job. Like, you're wow. kidding me. Like, people would have paid, like, seven grand for the car. I'm talking, like, I'm 43 grand in the hole. Yeah. So, at that point, I was just like, well, I love the car. I love Fox Bodies, and I don't I don't care, but I've got to do something different. So, I tried to start working on it in my garage, and I bought a coupe. Nemesis is what I call it, the FHP, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida Highway Troll Car. Yep. And, man, uh, I was really in it for my head on that one. <laughs> And um, I guess uh, I went to a local car meet uh, here in Charlotte. I'm in a great area for Fox bodies. Charlotte, North Carolina might be the number one. I think you guys have talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Might be the best area in the, in the States for Fox body Mustangs. Um, and ran into Matt and Jen from Fox Resto. And I guess they checked me out and saw that I needed a lot of help from my videos. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, well, you know, if you'll do a little advertising for us, uh you know through your youtube channel i wasn't even monetized yet i was close i was like a month away yeah and then we'll we'll you know we'll help you matt will help you show you how to do some things on the car and i said okay and then that really turned into a lot of other things right i started doing a lot of how-tos some of that was really helpful for people because he has a lot of knowledge about stock box bodies not necessarily performance mm. he knows about performance but um so th that's kind of how i ended up and i really all I wanted to do was just document the process of getting my car painted. And along the way, I found out I had a bad engine. <laughs> it's all spiraled from there. And now I do this crazy influencing thing, but I love it because at the last show I was at, uh, Pitts, Bunnies and Smokies, I had somebody come up to me and say, he really used to be into Fox Buddies and he quit for a while. And then he got on YouTube and found my channel. And because of that, 
he went and he bought a Fox body just because of my videos. I don't know if he's telling the truth, but there's nothing better than hearing that. You know, that you influence somebody to get into what is my favorite car. Yeah. Jeez. It's wild. It is such a wicked community that we belong. I fuck. Chris is probably getting tired of hearing me, but I know he feels the same way. Like it's such a deadly community, you know, like I love hearing that shit. I, I really truly do. Like when I'm down and out and thinking like, Oh fuck. Like I, I haven't even played catch with my kids this week. Like I, but I'm going to do this video. Like I, I love helping and giving back and whatever. And I don't know, man, hearing stories like that. It's just, I could do get one view and one comment. And the guy goes, Thanks so much. All right. It was worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. You know, absolutely. I mean, that's like, yeah, I never expected it. Right. I was, I was wanting my kids to see these videos one day. That's all. I was just documenting for my kids and know what their dad was into when he was in his late thirties and early forties. Yeah. And now you have people saying, I bought a Fox body because of you. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no liability here. Like don't, don't come back on oh, yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, please. So, uh, and, and the other thing you mentioned about the community, though, uh, and this is true. This is an interesting story. I told it before. Uh, Derek Barron Productions, he's a big YouTube channel. You guys probably know about him. Um, he tried to get into the Fox Body game, came to Fox Timberfest last year. Chris, you were down here. We met him and Titan Stallion. Did he get the black GT? He did. He did. He right. ended up selling yeah. it. You know, it, it wasn't so good for his channel, which is fine. You know, it's a big channel. But the key thing he did say about it, is he had been an influencer with a lot of other YouTubers. And he said, man, you Fox body guys, you know, you're, you actually interact with each other, you know, you, and we're in videos, we're shouting each other out, we're collaborating. He said, it's not like that for other Mustang content. It's more of a dog eat dog type scenario, trying to one up each other. And I love that just about the, the, even the social media influence of our community. Uh, you always see each other shouting each other out and pushing their stuff out. And it's just like, we're just trying to push, Get a fox body. It's freaking awesome. You'll love it. You'll hate it, but you'll love it. Well, I think too, like even, you know, we're all so mindful now. I haven't really done live streams in a very long time, but I know that, you know, everybody who is doing the live streams is very mindful and making sure that people aren't overstepping, you know, when a fellow influencer, like even when you did the uh, the giveaway, Matt, because I think who was it? Paul the Fox was coming up and, you know, you were trying to respect the, uh, the timeframes where I think there are some other, I guess, um, areas out there um, where people would be like, oh, I'm going to book at the same time or halfway through. And, you know, it, it, and, and to be honest, if it was like that, I, I, I don't know if I'd be so active as I am. You know, the, the community is part of probably one of the best things about being an influencer in this and all of us being able to, um, you know, interact, get along collaborate yep yeah i actually i even tell this story too i have some of my my better friends in life because of this right um although i usually make a joke about it because uh, a lot of the influencers in the states you know um i'm friends with all those guys you're brutal caleb whatever but uh the two best friends i've gotten out of this so far i guess you're in the states now chris but the canadian you <laughs> and then i used to say ken the black guy so i'm friends with the black guy and the canadian instead of the good old boy down here in the south like me you know <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah that's wicked actually we had somebody else sneak in here i don't know if we can let her talk for just a moment but uh tiff yeah. oh. 
So, so yeah, but you're not going to be a video, you're on a podcast right now. Okay. So for those listening, Tiffany has entered the room. So I don't know if you guys had any questions Please. for her before I go ask her to get me a beer. Well, let's get her, <laughs> let's give her a quick improv topic that she can act right. Gary, you got anything? Well, I want to, I want to see this smoky eye. See, my wife is up to oh her eyeballs God. in makeup. We got it. That was we... hilarious. That was the best part of the night. That was hilarious. <laughs> no, join us, Tiff. Shit, we don't get Grab a beer. If you got nothing to do, come on in. I put kids to bed, so I accomplished. All right. Nice. <laughs> that's how I do it. Gary asked how I do all this stuff. It's like, because her, <laughs> that's how I can do it all. Superhero wife. You know what? I, uh, I'm i kind of in the same boat, right? I blew in like six minutes to spare before we started. And I'm like, hey, babe, shovel food. I'm like, I'm sorry. You got an adult on your own tonight. I got the boys on the podcast and the beers and the thing, you know? <laughs> She's like, right. Love you too. <laughs> hey, you need a good, you need a good partner to be, to keep doing this kind of stuff. So it's so true. Yeah. No, Tiff, you're awesome. I love seeing you in the videos, especially <laughs> some of those ones. I love the, uh, when you were sanding nemesis there, <laughs> Matt comes by and Philip, and it was like, you could just see that miserable look on your face, right? It's like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> still grinding away yeah this motion um of, She's of like, the wax, like the wax on wax off i felt very karate kid at times <laughs> yeah. and and the fact that it was so many layers of black i couldn't tell i was actually cutting through anything for the longest time until it finally would cut through it i would go through a whole um you know roll of sandpaper roll of sand, yeah, a couple pads of sandpaper before I actually started to cut through. So people that don't like that paint job right now, um, that, no, I, I, yeah. I worked really hard on that. So what we're talking about, guys, my 88 FHP coupe, uh, I want to make it kind of like a, you know, a road race car and beat it up a little bit. And it had, it's had 11 owners. I looked at the car packs. That car's had a little bit of 11 owners as a 12th owner. And uh, yeah, the kind of idea was it had like 11 layers of black paint on top. So Tiff sanded all that down, got it to original paint and got the tan to show out. And we're going to just roll with it like that for a little while. In fact, breaking news, selling it on your podcast oh, right yes. now. We have a new shirt design coming out with Nemesis, Nemesis on it. On that it. will be at uh, Chocolate Box, where I believe you will be at, Chris, correct? Is there going to be a one of one blem color that I can get my hands <laughs> on? Just for you. Yeah. From yours, I'm going to get like a Sharpie and mark it up and uh, blem it. Um, awesome. But so, I thought of a good, if, if we can, maybe real quick, while we got Tiffany here before she gets my beer, because she's here to tell the story. You know, you asked about some of my story, my background story, Gary. Yeah. The reason why I have Tar Heel Fox <laughs> is directly because of this woman beside me here, Tiffany, and what she did to my very first Fox body that I wanted for years. Oh. Got a red burgundy GT convertible. And we were dating at the time. No, we were engaged. No, I think uh, we were just dating. No, no. When you really? put it out of its misery, we were oh, engaged. Oh, sorry, I, I had a spoiler there. So maybe <laughs> she wants to quickly tell the story for those that haven't heard. You guys may have heard this before. but I'm all it, ears. It, I don't it, know this. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but the, the best way for your wife to ever say yes to Fox Bicep is to make sure that she makes a very big mistake and is guilty about that for many years because I was following in my car um, him in his Mustang and we were at an intersection where um, there was a hill to our left and we were trying to turn right and couldn't see the on oncoming traffic and I thought out of the corner of my eye that he had gone forward 
and gone ahead and turned right. So I'm looking up the hill for the oncoming traffic and I see my spot and I decide to move forward with, with force. She gunned it to get out there. <laughs> and um, he was still there. Oh. And I, I rear-ended him. I bent his frame. I bent my own um, uh, front bumper. That we had Your hood popped head. up. My hood yeah. popped up, but yeah. It, I, from a from a standstill, I gunned it and smashed into the back of his. Oh, no, rear-ended me. I rear-ended him. He still married me, but after a few years, and when he found what is now Tar Heel Fox, he said, "Hey, I found this fox body." I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes, whatever you want." <laughs> I had already, I had already absolutely. I should have found a knife for cover back then, guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, I'm buying a $100,000 93R. Yes. Yes. Whatever. Anything. Oh, that was 2004. So I bet back then I could have got those for 40. Two. Two. <laughs> oh, my God. So I guess moral of the story is now Matt follows Tiff everywhere you go. Yes. <laughs> <Whenever> <laughs> that's why. I can never pass her. If you wonder why she's leading, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so it was right off. Ah, uh, yeah, I wasn't good with my taxes back then, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It was, so I mean, it was unsavable, basically. I mean, it could have been saved. But I, how could I say that? I just replaced the cow in this freaking car. I never as do a, it again, as but... a teen with no experience, no one to help you out, it it just it wasn't worth it at that time. Yeah, right. yeah, and there were dime a dozen back then too. You know how it was. So. Yeah, and it was just it was just a convertible. Yeah, it was just a bird. <laughs> well, with our time creeping down here gonna have to refresh our session tiff we're not uh we don't have the luxury of unlimited zoom which i understand that you are the whole i do you guys can use my account if you want to no they're recording now they heard that (laughs) hey Um, we're just a couple of cheap canadians that's the deal here that's why we got these 40 minute cutoffs (laughs) we're paying in colored monopoly money like we gotta we gotta pinch our pennies I know both of you guys' middle name is Budget, for sure. Uh, all they got are loonies. You got to watch out for those loonies. Loonies and toonies. Wow. <laughs> okay, where were we? Tiff wrecking the car. Good gracious. That's terrible. Yes, that's how it all got started. So somehow I ended up, I'm probably like, you know how those, they have those yearbook things of like most likely, least likely, all that. If they would have done Fox Body Mustang Influencers, I definitely would have been least likely. <laughs> Not been pegged as such, but here, here I am, and uh, you know, I, we already talked about that. I'm happy to get anybody excited about these fox bodies. And what I love is, I think we all bring something different to the table. Uh, you know, there might be people that connect with me, that maybe they didn't know that that was okay to not know anything about a fox body, especially on forum. You know, they didn't know it was okay to be like a, a goofball and say, "I don't know what I'm doing," and having fun. You know, so hopefully, I appeal to those people and and make them think that they can be part of the community too, because really, everybody's welcome, right? race, color, gender, knowledge level. You're into foxes. We love you because so few of these these people are these days, right? So yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's one thing that we all share in common. We all own convertibles. Bert Gang. Hey. Bert Gang. Man, I meant to call Harris. Right. Shit. He would be upset that you forgot. Oh, we should. Uh, yeah, he would have been beauty i sent him a message now but this happened the last time that i wanted to get him involved and yeah he's gonna be upset <laughs> you know Bert, you're right though chris i think that is the next one that's sort of gonna come i mean 
you probably, I don't know if you talked about this on your last podcast, the Celine Vert went gaga. Yeah, the 206, I think, it went for, or I don't know. 226. Or 226, yeah. Unbelievable. That, you know, I would love to hear the background from Steve on that. You know what I mean? Like, surely he's just as floored as we all are. Like, you'd think he'd have to be, you know? I'd hope so. Well, Molly put a post up on her Instagram. Steve's daughter um, said something you know, the, the screenshot of the car and um, something in, in essence of, you know, the beauty of Celine. Uh, you know, when you think about it, though, it's just like that has nothing to do with the car. Like that, that's just something that is a, a rare, desirable piece, you know, just in terms of, you know, because there's a million Fox body verts that, you know, are modded to that extent or modded even nicer. Um, you know, and, and I think the most impressive part is the amount that was obtained for the actual, for Celine, for that brand. And, you know, we talked about the power of a brand with, and I'm only going to say it once and we're not going to get into it. The Maki. that's it. I've said it, we're done. But, it just goes to show when you create a brand that is so recognized and, you know, quality and I don't know what I'm, I'm losing words here, but I'm sure everybody can understand what I'm trying to get at. But, you know, that's, that's in essence what it is. And it's just amazing that what some of these cars are pulling and it has nothing to do about, you know, a mod being better than the other. This is just, a numbers-based thing. It's production. I think it was one of three, if I remember right. The heritage of Celine, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it blows my mind. I mean, I would almost be... Well, these 93Rs have been pulling huge money, well, before this Celine, like huge money prior to that. And now this thing's set a whole new record for Fox Bodies. But... I would almost think that those cars, because I think probably 90 plus percent of them were bubble wrapped instantly off the showroom floor, would pull bigger dollars. You know, I mean, I guess there's 107 of them or whatever it is, but um, like that's an untouched car. No one's turned a nut on them. They've never not even put air in the tires. I'd be curious to know if one of the first 15 vibrant red regular cobras the ones that were the single stage paint if one of those is in existence with low i'm sure there is um if it would net more than a cobra r hmm. yeah maybe hey because like what else is there in terms of you know the 93s are always going to pull more because last year you know uh, that this guy actually made a pretty good joke the other day you know, about how they used hyper eutectic uh, pistons in the 93s instead of the forge ones. I mean, what did he call them? Hyper pathetic pistons. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, with that said, so Matt, do you think that the, the Celine has helped our vert resale value? Do you think there's going to be an impact there? Probably, probably not. I mean, you know, but 
I think I think Verts could still be a little under undervalued. Honestly, I think there's still a little bit of a wiggle room there. I mean, I don't know. The prices are still so crazy. I know you guys have talked about it. Uh, there was even just a regular '93 Cobra. I think it was Till, one of the Till ones, with 33,000 miles on it, sold for almost 80 grand the other day. Bring a trailer over 78 grand. I'm like, why? Grief. Yeah. So the thing about the verts too, right, is the, I guess the replacement parts. Because when you think about it, a 90 to 93 uh, convertible rear panel, especially in black, is probably the most sought after interior piece in a Fox body in terms of value. I could be wrong on that statement, but I don't think, because everything else is interchangeable. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a strip on the top of the door panel for bird mirrors versus not bird mirrors, but you can still interchange those door panels. You can interchange the dashes. You can do all those types of things. But when you get into the things like the rear plastics, the the old buy a new convertible roof for 150 bucks and, <laughs> you know, get somebody to, to put it on for you. Those days are long gone. Um, now you're getting into cables, you're getting into hydraulics. We saw what Matt from Fox Resto did to that other vert in terms of just getting the damn glass to line up and the seals and everything. Unbelievable. Like, like when you factor all that stuff in, in terms of vert ownership, it, it's another level. Um, and there's so many of them that are kind of been very well kept and pampered and out there for, for pretty good prices. So, you know, I said it in that one video and I think nothing to do with the Celine, but the reality is going to be is that there's really, really clean ones. Now, mind you, the, I guess the maintenance perspective of it and then the, the parts that could break um, are going to be costly, but that's going to reflect the, the resale price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think ownership of a convertible, the age of these cars, 30 plus years, it's so much higher than any other, any other car. Right. It's so, love hate. Like if, you, you love to hate if, it. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's that how I got car, 50 grand in mind before paint job. Maybe that was why. Right. <laughs> so that car that Matt did with the seals and got all the glass and everything lined up perfectly. Like, does he do a, um, a rain test or like a hose or a pressure washer yeah. test to see if water gets in? He did. He did. And I tell you what, I've never seen, honest to God, I've never seen a Burt sealed up that well. I drove to Pitts, not this year, but the year before, and we drove in torrential rain. And let me tell you, I was soaked inside. <laughs> 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 and my weather stripping has been replaced, not by Matt, but uh, by one of the shops way back when. And, you know, it just starts with a little leak right at the top and it starts running down and then it starts coming down in your arms. And, oh, it's brutal. But you know what? I still love it drop the top right. this is the thing with them right like they're noisy in places that hard tops aren't they're dirty in places that hard tops aren't like they're just they're a hot mess but it, i think it's like we had a my my wife had a friend over uh last weekend and uh she had just moved back up from texas and she was talking about pools and why <laughs> Let's not go there, Chris. You know where this is going to go, and it's going to ruin the podcast. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> little inside joke, guys. But anyway, um, yeah. she talked about how, you know, 
summers are smoking hot and uh, a pool at a home can actually be a great thing or a terrible thing. Like it's split down the middle. Some people love them. Some people, as soon as they see pool, they run for the hills. It doesn't matter how nice the house is. Verts are kind of the same. Like you love them or you hate them. And I think given the opportunity to drive one, experience a Fox body with the top down, like the whole bit, it changes your perspective a little bit. So I think a lot of people that just flat out hate them have probably never owned one and experienced that as well, because it's like nothing else. It really truly is. You get the Fox experience with no roof, like it's just a double win, but they are an animal in themselves, like lining shit up. I mean, forget about it. You know, you got to self-medicate yourself just to, I think, I think Matt from Fox Resto had 40 or 50 hours into getting the leather weather stripping the windows, right? To get that right. I think we yeah. were talking, Chris and I offline. I'm like, I bet he's got a hundred hours in it. Like it's just yeah. oh, it's it's just because it was him that he got 40 or 50. One of us would be like 200, you know, or, or me, it'd be five thousand. But anyway, <laughs> see two two important things there. I think number one is that if you have the ability to bring your fox body to somebody who knows fox bodies. And if you're shy of their hourly rate, don't be because for the reason that you just said, somebody that knows the cars that can do that at half the time, you know, it, it's, it's going to offset itself in terms yeah. of, you know, if, if you're trying to pay a guy, you know, 50 bucks an hour and, you know, he takes three times as long, you know, you're not winning in the end and you might end up with some other problems as a result that maybe get covered up or that, that you find out later. Um, number two, and I think I already forgot what number two well, was. I would add it in that they already know what the issues are. They're going to, yeah, they're going to see that before they know what the fix oh. It's not going to be like, let's figure it out. Number two, to have something like that done. Like even if it was, you know, the full 40 hours and God knows what the, what the hourly rate was on it. But if that is a forever car, let me tell you, it's, it's sort of like, I think me and Gary have talked about, it. it's like tuning and getting the car to idle, right. And not stall on you on occasion. Like people will pay really good money and it's worth it. It's worth to not have the aggravation of getting wet while you're driving and to worry about maybe water just getting in and then it's in your floor and then you brought out your floorboard and then, you know, you're, however much it costs to get your seals done is going to cost you a lot more in the long run. So just um, goddamn noise driving it. down the road. Like, yeah. Oh, gaps. absolutely. I got two gaps that I don't talk a lot about. They're on my car for anyone worrying, but or wondering, but uh, at proper highway speed, like you're hollering at whoever's with you to talk to them. Like you okay. may as well be on a bike. Just put the top down. It's easier. <laughs> well, it's a little, still a little chilly up here in the great white North. Hey, coming from the guy who never puts his top down, but you know, I was surprised Matt didn't even out me. I thought he was going to post up and be like, I got this guy to put the top down because <laughs> he did. We went for a drive right down the road. He made me put the top down. No, I didn't. No, I didn't because you, I found a familiar soul. Like I love how they look with the top up as well. And it's, it's convertible for two reasons. It looks good with the top down, but if you do it right, it looks good with the top up, especially if you black out all the window tint. And I think it might require 
a solid a solid color you know like if you have a two-tone gt i don't know if it'll work as well hmm. you know the gray at the bottom or what it's not the gray i forget what they call it uh, you guys will know but um yeah when it's that two-tone and the top's up eh, you know even if you black out with the tint but when it's a solid color you know like the stalker vert all blacker i would even argue you know my baby blue mustang you know solid it looks really good with the top up, especially if a block ta- a black top and yeah. solid black. Yeah. It's a it's a cool look. Looks better with the top up. Was the Tar Heel Fox always a black top? Interestingly enough, and that's it's it's got to be a pretty rare option because people can't believe it's got that regatta blue interior. Uh, it was originally Oxford white, but she also had a blue top, like a navy blue top. Hmm. And uh, the top was trash when I got it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go back with navy blue. That's ugly. I'm going to go back with a black top. <laughs> what was the original color of the car, Matt? It was Oxford white. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was white with blue and white interior with the navy blue top. Yeah. Yep. It would have been a hot combo back in the day. Yeah. And she, she ordered it like that. And it was one owner car. And, um, you know, I still, I actually, the other day I realized I never done anything with the door panels. And it still has cigarette burns because she was a heavy cigarette smoker. So in the door paint, I kind of like it. I kind of like opening it up and knowing her cigarette burns are still <laughs> down in there. Um, and I told I, I told her one time uh, about the car when I first put like a stroker in and did some mods. I still knew her and told her she hated it. She hated that I modified the car. She didn't want to hear anything about it. So I stopped telling her. And now, you know, she wouldn't even recognize the car. But <laughs> right. too funny. Yeah, I actually had a, um, what was it? I think it was an 88 or an 89. And it was a navy blue silver bottom car with the navy blue top. And I ended up, all the ground effects were destroyed. So I ended up actually cutting them all and putting the Dutch kit on. And that was one of my first yellow convertibles. And it still had the navy blue top. And man, let me tell you in terms of, um, clashing colors so it was very quick that i ripped the navy blue off and put a black top on but uh, um i'm curious to know um have either one of you two ever seen manual windowed a manual windowed convertible in person yes yes harris even in the back you should have had him on the podcast tonight harris lose 87 grandpa burt has manual windows in front and rear Get out. Damn. Yeah. And I, there's a video on my channel. On, so there you have to check it out. But <laughs> I didn't even know that they did that. It's it. I, it's the only one I've ever seen. Did you have one, Chris? I had one that had. Yeah, it was manual. Actually, that one, that yellow one that I was um, just talking about. So I actually ended up taking a set of doors because when the car was in the body shop, I had another car there that was a T-top car. And I actually swapped the doors um, while it was there because uh, the T-top one, they'd already shaped the handles on. And that was kind of my thing back in the day. I always shaped the handles. So I just swapped the doors. And amazingly enough, some Fox bodies, the power window lock harness that runs from the driver's side to the passenger side, usually you have to install that as well when you're adding power windows. But that was actually in the car. So the wiring was there for it. And all I had to do was literally just plug the harnesses in from the, the doors themselves and put the fuse in the fuse box. And then there's power windows up front, manual shark fins in the rear. Uh, so I kind of like 
messed up the whole power option theme, but I've actually seen manual roofs as well. Well, get out. Mm. On an aero car? Yeah. Um, there was one, one on eBay, I'm going to say not too long ago, but not too long ago, that was probably like 10 years. And um, yeah, it had, I guess it wouldn't be that big of a deal because I'm sure all of us in the pod right now have at some point tried to manually do the roof with the hydraulics, you know, yes. just resisting you and you just kind of like yeah. slowly fight it down or fight it up and it sucks. But if the hydraulics were gone, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Yeah. Okay, so this whole power window, manual window deal, and that was on a GT car? It was a GT, and, and Harris's would be the same. Harris's is a GT? GT. Yeah, what year? What year was it? Chris, 87 as well? I want to say it was in 88 or 89. I think it had mass air. I could be wrong. Actually, you know what? I'll go through some pictures here. While I'd be really surprised because we thought maybe it was an 87 only option, maybe 88. If it's I'm, very possible. Let me, I'll look through some pictures here. This is the first time hearing of all this. Yeah, it's wild. Aries and awe. Yeah. Wild, you see. Well, I jumped through the hoops of going to manual windows, which I know like it's a 50 50 split. Some people love them, some people hate them, especially in a coupe because all oh, the coupe's lighter and you're adding manual or power windows and everything. But I had to go through all those hoops of adding that harness that runs along the top of the dash you got to pretty much drop your dash to put it in huge pain in the ass but well here's the thing up here in canada we're not allowed to have tinted windows it's this it's a topic in itself in all honesty we're not either down here but (laughs) oh i thought you guys could technically it's illegal but whatever (laughs) see i always thought it was all the hotter states like everybody was just like yeah we can't survive without them I mean, I think you can have a certain percentage. You can't have it. Too Isn't it like 15% or something? Yeah, like I'm way dark. Whatever it is, I'm way darker than it. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, the whole reason I wanted him is was every time I seen a cop, try steering with your knee, manual shift, and manually rolling down both windows at the same time, right? Not the easiest task to accomplish. No. <laughs> So anyway, the power windows have, have solved that problem for me. But uh, yeah, oh, that's interesting. So it's a percentage. See, the story I've always gotten up here is I've heard, okay, if you get pulled over, the police officer can't see who's in the driver's seat and they could be pointing a gun or whatever. I've also heard that if you get sideswiped or T-boned and the glass asphyxiates itself to your face and cuts your face all up, the insurance company doesn't want to pay to reconstruct your face. So that's a whole nother reason I've heard it just every time I got so many tent tickets as a kid, every time was a different story as to why we're not allowed to have it. Yeah. I've never heard of them actually giving out tickets down here for that. Even though it's, it's illegal that basically used to run into it in inspections. You had to go get these things inspected. They get you on the tent there would pass inspection. Right. But find the right inspector and well anyway i'll talk about that (laughs) (laughs) everybody's got a buddy yeah so i went through my pictures i couldn't find an engine bay pick to see if there's mass air on that car or not it you know what it matt it very well could have been an 87 you're curious to know they can't leave comments on the podcast can they (laughs) let's see if anybody listening out there knows actually you know what i have it listed here because I have the uh, the description that I had when um, 
I posted it up for sale. Frosted it was mug? An... Oh, that's the only way to drink beers with a frosted mug. Again. And Reese's yeah. Pieces? Good. It's an eight, it was an 88, Matt. 88, 88 right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably follows the uh, T-top, right? That was up until 88. You could do the T-tops. Yes. Yeah. However, it did have the ear mirrors. <laughs> it didn't have the um like the the normal doorpost mirrors if that makes sense right yeah huh i didn't know anything about this guys all right i finally knew something gary didn't that's a first <laughs> dude <laughs> i'm as dumb as a post when it comes to all this stuff i i just try to muck my way through it too so here is something else that I finally discovered yesterday or the day before. Um, so the stalker vert, which Matt has seen in person, um, I actually have Raceland coilovers in the front of that thing that are cranked as far down as they will go. <clears throat> so my white Dutch coupe up in Canada, which is the one that I plan to bring to the chocolate box, I put a set of Racelands in that um last year and i cranked them all the way down and it wouldn't go as low as the stalker vert so i was like wtf you know fox body fox body raceland raceland um caster camber plates in, in both instances not that that should make a difference um but i just you know was i, I was missing some low so i ended up actually taking the racelands out and i went back to static um spring and uh strut and shock setup and so when i was messing with the cali coupe and the cali coupe's got sve coilovers in there which are pretty much they look exactly like a race lamp but um on lmr site it says that it'll drop your fox body anywhere between one to three inches obviously depending where you have the um the spanner rings adjusted and it had this little disclaimer that said we're not responsible or like whatever the the drop in a convertible could be substantially different due to the weight and i never even considered the the weight factor so i bet you that the stock revert the reason why it's down probably almost an inch lower than what um than what my notch was is simply just the weight on the front end of the car Okay, yeah, I was wondering if you'd figured that out because you mentioned that last time. That makes a lot of sense, actually, because I did the I did the infamous Project Texas style tour over <laughs> Christmas Eve, and uh, that was great because then I had all my videos set for January. I didn't film a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the best thing or one of the, I need some follow ups. So let me transition here because Chris, we said a couple of those vehicles would be for sale: the Cali Coupe. Yep. And most importantly, the 86 4i black automatic. I'm still waiting on bring a trailer. I check it every day and it still hasn't gone up for me to put in my bid. Right. What is so, going on? <laughs> so the Cali Coupe, I kind of, what's the word? I squirreled a little bit and I was like, you know what? I want to clean up a few of the things because I think you saw the seats. Like the seats, the, the Alex cloth was trashed and I needed to, there's a few things that needed to be done to make that car more presentable. And in the mix of cleaning up the interior, things kind of snowballed 
and I started sort of making the car my own, which you're really going to see in the next video. Um, with that said, I do plan, I can't keep them all. I, I honestly can't. So the good news is, is that this car will definitely have the infamous touch to it by the time it does go up for sale. Um, you know, it being automatic, I kind of just want to cruise the thing around, you know, for the summer and enjoy it. You know, the, the better half would be able to drive it if I've had too many beers and um, should probably complain that it's too low, but other. You got to teach her how to drive a manual and then make that a video, Chris. Come on. <laughs> well, no, she's actually, she drives manual no problem. She actually loves driving a strawberry car. Um, okay. She actually was moving it around when Harris was doing his little photo shoot back at, uh, um, in 2018 at Fox then, but you know, it's just one of those things, one less thing to her to worry about when she's driving around. Um, the 86. So part of me has been trying to think of a strategic time to put the thing up. And I kind of just keep getting burned because things like the 93 Celine come up and it's like, when you got that, nobody's going to bid on this. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I've got an answer for you here on this. Gary, I've got an answer for him. All he needs to do is just not put it up and, and let's make a deal. Right. Let's let's talk here, Chris. I mean, I need I, a buddy. Let's cut a deal. I mean, my oldest just got her permit. She's been driving me around this week and, and she needs to be driving around. I'm turning the camera tips back here. Doesn't she need to be driving around in a 86 Fox body four eye? <laughs> this what kind of engine does it have? Is it an automatic or manual? It's automatic and has a very safe engine. What yeah. kind of engine? Are we a four-cylinder or are we an eight? Anyway. Well, it, it, it's, an, it's an 86 five-liter, which is like the lowest-rated five-liter motor of the Fox bodies out there, if that makes you feel better. At least yeah, I, I think, think my Jetta has more horsepower than that, like 2014 yeah. Jetta. Well, the other side of this is she can go to school with a brand new smell of uh, perfume, Fox body fumes, right? <laughs> Everyone will be like, what is that? It doesn't smell like Abercrombie. It smells like gas or something. What is that smell? <laughs> she does like that smell. Yeah, she saw it. She saw it. She came with us to Texas. She kind of, oh. honestly, though, she's, she prefers the arrow that that's why I haven't been bothering you more. If it was 87, right. deals, I mean, I would have let, I would have stole it out of your garage. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, this is actually a pretty good little segue, boys. So, and Tiff, gals too. So, I'm a fan of exterior four eye look. I'm not a big fan of four eye interior at all. I can't quite warm up to it. It it just doesn't do anything for me. Am I the only? Yeah. The only no, no. I, I can I can echo that with a few exceptions. Number one, 82, 83 halo headdress. Okay. With the yeah. mesh. Yeah. With with the mesh. So you have that. Um, up until eighty three. I don't know if eighty four is maybe eighty four had. You did have black interior options, which I think um are better than the non for me personally i feel like i'm on the same page as you gary but i think that there's room to do something really cool with it and i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to do it with my 86 coupe build um, i'm thinking a lot of leather wrap 
um, with, um, with stitching might solve some of that with, you know, but I think you got to go custom with it. I, I think just a, a four eye interior on its, on its own, there's not very much nice about it. Matt, you've seen, sorry, buddy, I don't mean to cut you off, but you've seen, um, I don't know what his first name is, but I know his handle, sadly enough, I'm like a new age kid. All I know is people's handles on Instagram, but, uh, 81, uh, he, he's got Sandy and SBT coop. Yeah. 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 That interior. I mean, he's gone over and above. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not a four eye, four eye interior. Um, yeah. and you know, what's interesting though, and that, by the way, that car is ridiculous. It's, it sounds ridiculous. He would, if it came out today like that as a build and he did on, he would break the internet for that build. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the, one of the hidden gems out there. Um, but, and that is all like DIY, like in his garage, all right. Like, like yeah. that, that build is truly commendable in terms of um ingenuity in terms of using the stuff that you have you know what i mean like even the dash pad where they all cracked like he epoxied from the underside and and did all the fixes that you could on your own without just going out and buying new shit and whatever else like he, he just took what was there and he improvised and built on it which you know i can relate to 110 percent. so yeah kudos off on it is ridiculous yeah. the exhaust setup on that car i've never seen anything like it you know it comes right out of the i think right behind the passenger door but it's not underneath it's it's part of the car it's like, it's a like above the rocker panel like right yeah. in the in between the molding and the rocker panel on and, the and it's ridiculously cord. loud like it's <laughs> and uh his name's robert and right yeah, yeah. and he I mean, everywhere he drives, he's old. I think he's older than than all of us, but it doesn't matter. Like wherever he's driving, he always leaves rubber, no matter what. No matter what, the dude has no fear. He just burns them out all the time and uh, has full control, right? You, yeah. you know those people, he's just always in control. Doesn't matter. It's crazy. That's a great build. Um, yeah, he's got great taste. I mean, that, that Sandy Coop that he's got too is just such a, subtle stunner you know like it's so beautifully done um but i remember seeing some of those build picks and of the 81 coupe that he did and yeah like i think that exhaust somehow goes through the interior as crazy yeah, as that sounds like it yeah like he's yeah. done floor pans to to make that exhaust work like it's crazy and he's so humble about it too he talks about the build you know he doesn't have an ego about it at all is great That's yeah i awesome. saw it at uh the hicks house videos did the fox gatherings where i saw that one at. Hmm. um but uh real quick back to the four eye interior just to get yep. my opinion on it um i was laughing because literally matt from fox resto thinks the best interior in a fox body is the 85 86 four eye interior he says you're sitting in like a cockpit of an airplane and he he said that's what made him fell in love with the car and his favorite year is the 85 so it's just hilarious to hear your guys opinions on it you know basically so funny, it funny enough <laughs> funny enough like i said i'm a big seat fan of the the four eye cars um and you know you got the pace car seats that had the recaros and all those different iterations right up to 86 with the red piping um, but the clusters, like you said, I always love the clusters, um, especially when they're clean. And I think that that's the problem is usually when you do see a four eye, like 
everything is so clapped out on the inside and not very nice looking, but when done or when really clean, low mile, um, they look so cool because like they're so old school and analog. It's almost like wearing a Rolex. You know what I mean? It's just like old school cool. And I actually always like the, I think, I know 82 had it for sure. They had the green dials, you know, so it was kind of like, um, instead of like the white with the orange needles, it was, I think some green with, I don't know if the needles were white as well, but there's, I've always kind of like green. So it, it's just neat how it just looks so raw. And, you know, like if you're looking at the speedometer, you're looking at the tack and the SVOs are super cool because they actually have a little boost gauge yeah. over yeah. in the corner too, right? Behind the bird, the SBOs have got to be the most. I, I would get one now. Someday they're gonna be big. So. Yeah, I just I can't do the front end like they just like I completely respect the car. The car ahead of their time, amazing, amazing build. Like when you think about the power and everything that was coming out of that in '84, amazing. But the front end, it's like I don't even know. It's like they took part of the tempo and. Like, I don't even know. It's very it just, hated. It's very hated. Yeah. For sure. Well, okay. So on Matt's comment about the cockpit, I can see that. However, I would maybe add one more point to it. It looks like the cockpit of a Cessna, not the cockpit of like an F-16. <laughs> so for my 4i, I've got the, um, the full autometer set of the carbon with the yellow. Um, so I'm going to like recreate because that's the nice thing about them is you can actually use aftermarket gauges and recreate that whole um, cockpit area with, I guess, a, a more appealing looking gauge, Gary. Right. It's true. I actually, I got a couple of questions for you, Matt, on, uh, on your other Matt. Um, are him and Jen an item or is Jen just an employee? Oh no, they're married. Yeah, they oh, started. Are they? The, okay. Yeah, yeah, they started wondering. the business together. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny because we have recently been going. Are you two an item? I'm like. Yeah, we were told. We're I told them that. I think. Twenty years of marriage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tonight. So apparently, my takeaway is on the channel. I don't say enough. This is my wife, right. or, or like, that is their marriage. <laughs> Nobody knows who's married. It's like we're a soap opera over there. <laughs> well, thing is, is like you guys know you're married. I'm sure they know that they're married. Well, you, you and introduce me as your wife. You know what? I gotta say that I think because not all of us have our better halves involved in what we do. They they clearly support us, which is probably the most important part. We touched on that earlier, but I think what's so cool about Matt and Matt is that Tiff and Jen, you guys have such cool styles. Like you're not just the better half in the camera, but like you guys actually like Tiff, the hair and the outfits and everything else. And actually Jen has cool hair too. Just I'm more of a long hair guy, but um, you, you, you both just have these cool personalities, especially when you meet you guys in person as well. And I think that that translates like into the videos and everything so um aside from people whether they know who's an item and who's not an item i think that genuinely the participation the coolness factor of i guess your sense of styles is actually you know i enjoy it yeah i do too yeah, 
it's really it's really funny uh uh that how much she became a part of the channel because that was never the intention but i think she's been having a good time we love doing it together so it's just i, I love how you've gotten questions he's actually gotten questions from people asking how do i get my wife more involved in fox bodies <laughs> like, like there was like he did some sort of secret thing to like like i went to improv stuff <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you should see all the shit I do on the back end just so she does the Fox Buddy stuff with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, what kind of mojo you had to put over me to like give me the like, be willing? Well, I will never let that secret out. <laughs> You're hey, willing guys. to let me put a hole in your deck lid. That's what you do. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, they didn't bring that up yet. So. <laughs> I want to hear this. And, uh, yeah, it's getting kind of late over here. It's almost midnight. So that's why we right. got to get 15 minutes. I got to actually, my day job tomorrow <laughs> Pay, pays for all my fox so i have 70 i never told you guys this yeah i said 50 at one point i have 75 grand in that convertible now holy hey but, but hey at least the last 10 grand and which the last 10 grand included an entire drivetrain swap just about i mean i had the t56 magnum i reused that but uh, i did that myself with matt's guidance but it was my first time I ever swapped an engine in and and uh, stole it from nemesis the coupe we talked about earlier Right, and, uh, that little 306. I'm so happy with it, and I've been I've drove it 10,000 miles since I swapped the engine. Yeah, in the last uh, it's been almost a year now, or maybe it's been over, yeah, a little over a year. Yeah, you've done some pretty good road trips and stuff like that, so you've worked out all right. Um, dare I ask what happened with the first few motors? <laughs> uh, well, the, the the problem is I was an I was an idiot on the very first one, and I went into a speed shop because I read the magazines and still the original 302 that doesn't die and i just went in there and i said hey, i just want to you know a little more power heads came intake and let the guy talk me into putting a stroker in it you know so he ripped the original engine out which had no problems and uh from day one that 331 stroker in had had went in and had problem after problem i it was burning oil like crazy uh i had all kinds of head gasket leaks and i guess it was a bad install i don't know um, I ended up taking it somewhere else and they rebuilt it and it still had all the same problems and <laughs> it burned a quarter of oil every 400 miles. What we eventually found out was that uh, the bores, the cylinder bores were too large for the pistons. Oh, um, and especially in cylinder number, I think it was four. It was like set up for a, a power adder. Like it had eight, was it eight thousandths or eight hundredths, whatever the gap should be. It was like double what you want for an NA car. And so, yeah, I just put a quart of oil in it 400 miles. So yeah, so really the, that stroker came in and out twice. Plus I had the original 5.0. And so basically it's on its fourth motor uh, that I stole from Nemesis, which I didn't rebuild at all. Matt said, you're taking a risk. You don't know the mile. I'm like, I don't care. I'll reseal it, regasket it. And now it's got 10,000 miles, doesn't burn a lick of oil. And uh, I love it. Sometimes, honestly, those are the best ones, man. Like you can get your hands on an original five liter motor that's never been apart. Like, honestly, it's even like the one I took out of the parts car and I redid for Project Come and Take It. Like, it didn't look all hell, but man, the compression numbers were fine. And it's just, you just rock it, man. Like, don't, uh, don't even second guess it. Nothing's it's like that. It's all through once, it, but you know what? That was by Ford. We found out that it actually had a badge on it. Literally, Ford rebuilt it. I don't know when, but it was, a Ford dealership rebuild. That's why it's a 306. So they nice. must have done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, so Tiff, the only reason I was asking if you're still there um, is I wanted to gush over you a little bit too. Uh, I love seeing you in the videos. Guys, quite like, honestly, hand on heart. When you guys are doing the best for me anyway is the Instagram stories. And Tiff, you're always man in the booth, right? And doing the thing and saying hi and whatever. And Matt's coming around all smiley and happy, right? And it's like, hey, Tiff, that's why like, Matt has such high merch sales. You know, that's a that's a really good business model. I'm, I'm gonna have to to teach Brittany the same model. You know, just like who wants to buy something off me? Like, go check it's out awesome, pretty boys. I love yeah. seeing the team. It's so cool. Like, I, yeah. Honestly, well, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that it's it's wicked seeing you guys out there doing it, especially as a, a dynamic duo like that. You know, it's wicked. I think she enjoys it. I do. All right, there you go. She's yeah. We got to do better on the merch sales. This last shirts I designed didn't care. We got designed. Yeah. You know, man, you were kind of slave driving the last time I saw you. Like I think she had some KPIs she had to own up to and everything. <laughs> like oh, we need we need cost neutrality, honey. Yeah, you need to sell. You know, X shirts tonight. I stay on her pretty good. I really. Do. You know what? You give me an excuse to be away from the kids. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, we do have four kids. For anyone listening, so that's why I mentioned my daughter. But uh, they're real close together too, right? It's one thing to have. Well, well, Chris knows he had them all over his his place. Actually, I can see. I think I feel like I can see the room that he's in, and that's the room we shoved all the kids in when they were there. Yeah, it is that room. It is. <laughs> I know that yeah, room. But this year they'll go 16, 14, 12, and 10. Yes. They're all go double digits. And so we had them really close together. But you know what? You figure just, you know, about so many years of hell, and then then you're done. By 50 years old, they'll be 18 and they can go do whatever they want to right. do. <laughs> but but it means that every two years for the next four years, well, actually, no, you're starting off now. Um, there's a new driver in the home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, luckily they all love, I mean, they're not passionate about Fox body Mustangs, but they recognize them on the trip to, to go visit Chris in Texas. We saw a couple and they were like, Fox body, you know, and, nice. and uh, no, no, they, 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 uh, they like, they like driving. They like cars. They're not scared of driving. So at least that part, cause you hear about a lot of young kids these days and some of them don't even get their licenses till they're 25, 30 years old. Maybe they never get them. And so will you make sure that they can all drive manual? Oh yeah, that's the intent. I don't know if Tario <laughs> maybe Tario Fox is the best one that's to teach them on. Yeah. You know, three hundred wheel horsepower, three hundred fifty torque, or whatever. <laughs> maybe not that quite that high. Maybe it's only three twenty. But anyway, so guys, you must have family close by. Hey, like when you're bouncing around doing your thing, you got like whatever parents that can fill in and watch the kids. Or actually, no. What we did is uh, when our oldest, our oldest is now almost sixteen. When she hit thirteen, we just said, hey. You're the babysitter. No, stop. Oh, for the long trips. All right. We have to kind of now we just leave them at home. We're bad parents. <laughs> no, when, when, for the longer trips and stuff, we do plan, but family's not in town. We actually have to have them come in. It's close, day. though, about an hour and a half away. My mom usually will come down or we'll send them up to her parents. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's a full, full family event. Oh, yeah. Right. Grandparents yeah. involved. Yeah. And the yeah. dog. And the dog. Yeah, we do have a dog too. We have Ty. He's been on the Instagram stories before too. We have a rescue dog. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Hey. So, how far is Fox Resto from you then, Matt? 
Yeah, it's not bad. It's like a 35 minute drive. So it's, okay. it's pretty close. I usually go out there on Saturdays and, um, man, what really took it out of me was, was finding the rust in that cow and not having to replace just the top layer of the cow, but having to replace the entire cow. Right. Really beat it out of me. And I haven't, since I replaced that and sandblasted and painted it, I think that was six weeks ago. I haven't done a lick of work on the car at all. I did. I did. I vacuumed well, it out for you. I she got, got all the, the rest of the sand I, out. I got all the, the sandblast sand out of the, uh, of the, the cabin. I've seen that in the stories. Now, Ah, he does watch <laughs> totally so now am i mistaken or is that car not up for sale that one is not up for sale no. that was wasn't, that, wasn't that april yeah an april first oh, oh yeah april did i bite ah! i still got you it bit. holy <laughs> cow this is april 21st that joke lasted 20 days for you Garrett. <laughs> you guys see this right. is just goes to show you how dumb and gullible i am as a canadian he actually asked me, he's like, which one should I pretend is up for sale? Tar Heel Fox or Nemesis? I'm like, do Nemesis. They'll hate that. Holy shit. <laughs> Listen, if anybody wants to give me 25 grand as it sits, they can buy it. But otherwise, it's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> how's your other little adventure going there, Matt? Which one is that? The, uh, the, the GT. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, so the engine um, is over at my buddy Adam at Canapolis Engines, who is building my, he built my 347 stroker, actually 349, because we had to board another 10 over um, for Nemesis. Nemesis is going to, I'm going to try to get it around 380 will naturally aspirated. So big, big, big. And that's the motor that um, you had the video where you assembled. And you yep. actually had to like reclaim the footage. I did. So yeah, it has like this nice like 80s like tracking on your VCR effect, you know, where <laughs> the lines go through because <laughs> of the recovery software. Yeah, yeah, that was quite a day. Um, oh, that was a rough day. Man, I spent like $200 on the software. So you guys are YouTubers. If you ever corrupt your footage and you need to reclaim it, I have the software now to do it. Now you'll just get lines in it, but hey, you get something. And how much do you <laughs> charge? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the GT hatchback is um, the engine's getting rebuilt. And then once we get that back from Adam, that one should slap together pretty quick. Um, and then I'll probably not want to sell it because I've never owned a GT hatch. Never owned a hatch. Uh, I guess I technically own that. But yeah, so that one's that one's going along and uh, I still got the truck too. I got the old, we're talking about Mustangs. Got the 69 F100 dad's truck, and oh, right. that should get some work this year. Actually, another breaking sort of news thing. I'm thinking about getting it painted Carolina blue, but like not tar, not like Tar Heel Fox. They changed the university changes the colors through the years. Hmm. And in the 80s, when Jordan played there, Michael Jordan, you might have heard of him, Gary. I know you're not a basketball guy, but Michael Jordan, you got Michael it. who? Yeah, okay. All right. Don't Give me like Wayne that. Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's oh, this yeah. uh, other guy that paid for the, who's it? I don't know. There's Mario something. I think. Right. <laughs> but I know I might actually get it painted that it was a Ford color. It was a blue and white Ford color on the 69s. And I've been thinking about doing that. So, but yeah, that's what's going on with all the cars. Uh, Nemesis will be at Foxtoberfest, but it's local. So yeah, it might be towed there. Whatever state it's in, we'll get it there. Yeah. So, so you're going to go for the whole uh, in progress? uh competition 
Oh yeah, man. No, I. <laughs> we don't qualify for competition. Yeah, I accidentally one last year Chocolate Fox, Jen gave me a badge to just go on the show. You and, know that. And I didn't. You know, people. I actually got voted one of the awards, which I felt really bad about because. <laughs> but they they even when they announced it, they didn't know it was him. Yeah, I didn't know they either. Just announced uh, the number of the car, and they're like, "Oh, that's you." Were like what that's yeah so i felt bad because it feels biased because everybody knows i'm so close <laughs> to those guys but they didn't even know no it's all so since then number. i don't put the number on anymore if i do i say don't vote for me Cause, yeah because we, <laughs> right. we don't want to be part of that we, we don't want to take that from i somebody. tell them what my number is if they put me up in there so they know to take the right. next one <laughs> well so going back to your truck matt because i know i watched some of those videos it's a beautiful pickup um you know what might be a neat color combo is um, I'm not familiar with the older Carolina blue, but I assume it's probably not very far off is um, like that kind of blue and a cream through the middle. Mm. Right. I, I So this actually built, I wanted to mention this earlier. Um, we were talking about like you guys working on the old Florida uh, coupe and stuff and like I've got a thing. I never used to have this, but I've got a thing for patinaed vehicles. It's kind of like the Mona Lisa, if you will, right? Like that thing's a beat painting, but it's the most famous painting in the world. And it's because it's so beat and it's the story it tells that it's been around for so many years. It's grown on me. We talked to Josh about this in that black Cobra that he bought. Like, yeah. we're like, just leave it, man. You know, like that thing it tells a story, you know, yeah. Lance Fox body FX, same thing, right? Totally. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, it's patina is in and, and it, this one's even kind of cooler because I didn't buy it like that, but it was underneath Tiffany right. spent 40 plus hours revealing <laughs> that patina look. And, and that's close to what it was when it would have rolled off of auction from the florida highway patrol yeah right. i i honestly did it on purpose where you can still see some parts of the the gray primer and it cool. did, i didn't get rid like i i kind of used some of my artist skills to actually keep some of that so it looks a little patchworky and then there's still some rust spots you can actually see um there were some rust spots where the the light clamps went on either side of the the, the top and it went all the way through the paint and there's spots right there where there's rust like there was once i once i sanded through that yeah. i revealed that and i was like well that's exactly where the light clamped on for the uh yeah. the uh, fhp and then there's a really nice dent near the back of the car it's <laughs> on it's where the gas tank is just above the gas tank there's a dent and i just i get the feeling that some cop had a perp yeah and he slammed yeah. him up against the car and did it the <laughs> fhp but I want to leave it there. Oh, and even on the back deck lid, actually, there's a few um, pieces of the original FHP badge. We actually found some Whoa. letters when I sanded back down. They they were supposed to actually sand it all the way down before it went to auction, but I guess they didn't get all of it. Yeah. And when I, I when I, I was able to kind of reveal some of that, so I almost felt like a like an artist curator, like totally, to like take off layers of paint and like find the story underneath. That's it's funny, like those cars and the stories, right? Like even the the guy who has numerous Fox bodies I found here, he's got a 93 DSP car from Texas. And the, the whole car has been painted like a flat black, but the roof is full of dents 
And he actually knew the constable that drove that car around back in the day and um, said, yeah, it was, you know, perps handcuffed and slamming the cuffs, you know, against the roof of the car and putting t- tons of dents in it. Yeah, it's stuff like that. And the other thing that's, that's kind of neat about this one, too, is uh, when Tiffany was was sanding down through the layers, she kind of she messed up a little bit. And on the passenger side, she went down below the line of the tan because they're black and tan. Uh, and she went past the black. And now you see below where it should be, you see tan. But actually, most people don't realize they painted it tan at the factory first and then the black over top. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I kept sanding the black until I was finding the tan. I didn't realize, I was like, where is there still tan? And I kept going down. I didn't realize that they had made a, you know, a line of where the black would stop but there was actually still tan up underneath there. Yeah, so, originally I was going to spray paint black over and I'm like, oh, this kind of tells the story of the car. It did start out tan first from the factory. So. It's all For a story, sure. right? Yeah. And I, I've found, I've ran into so many people, like, just like myself. I just, I love the story, you know, like th- those dents, like that could be a knee, that could be a forehead. You don't know, but <laughs> it tells a great story. You know? Yeah, there's there's two different holes on the top too, from where the the light bar uh, cord had to go through to be plugged in, yeah, and sure. then like and the, the antenna had to be plugged in. And, and I might like, put some equipment there too. Yeah, 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 it's super cool. So, but it, it doesn't have a cow from a from a, an FHP anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a cow from some I don't remember what something in Matt's boneyard, some convertible, I think. I don't remember. Well, hey man, kudos to you for tackling that task because it it is not a fun one it's probably got to be like honestly i think a frame rail is easier to repair than doing that piece um the only thing that works might be the rear quarters maybe i don't know yeah so it's uh yeah kudos again and i've never welded in my life before too yeah heck i didn't use the drill she's the one that uses the drill in the house (laughs) Yeah. oh that's awesome yeah there you go you're gonna have like so much like there'll be so much matt in that car well yeah. matt and tiff like that's almost like your together car now it really is i know it was so crazy because with the sanding even people are like why don't you just use the uh the um orbital sander orbital sander i couldn't uh because the uh the top flexed so much that it was moving away from the pad it wasn't actually having contact so it had to be hand wet sanded the entire that and you're more in control of like getting the right consistency that you're after as well but it was the only way because uh the orbital sander just made it just bounce and just Mm. flex away and it wasn't having any contact so like that wasn't going to help me (laughs) and now you don't have any fingerprints left and funny enough you're working (laughs) on a cop car yeah (laughs) <laughs> hey matt i know you got to run both of you guys do it's getting late there but um a, a question i had for you about matt at fox resto is how did matt get his hands on all those new old parts yeah you know? yeah the new old stock i mean that's how he started the business was just he found an 85 just sitting out in a parking lot and he kept leaving notes on it on top of it i want to buy your car i want to buy your car they finally called him back and then he got the car and he he took all the parts off of it and put it on ebay and that's literally how they started the business we're talking like 
I don't know, 15, 22, maybe 2005 or something when eBay was still, you know, Fox huge. Fox is just an 18 year anniversary. 18s, okay, almost 20 years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, he kept, it's funny. He said, since he started working with it, it's a lot harder. They recognize him at the swap meets now. <laughs> he, said he used to be able to go into the swap meets and make deals that he can't really do it anymore because they know him. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would do. He, uh, and, and he did a lot of junkyards back then. So he he go in, he know how to work on them, and he pull off all the parts, and um, you know that's not NOS, but it's still used parts. And then um, I know that he had customers. His eighty five, he loves the eighty five. He has an eighty five T top, and he had a customer that ordered all this stuff from him, and the customer never. Uh, he bought all these new old stock parts from Matt, and the customer never uh, ended up putting them on his car. He always wanted to restore it. He bought all the parts, ended up passing away very sad but he said to the family in the will sell all these parts back to matt at fox resto and the guy had a con like a container full uh they, parts they literally had I, I, jen told me the story they had they um they had to take an entire u-haul up and they filled it up with all the parts he never got to use oh um, my goodness yeah he yeah. Did, yeah. Wow. And his family had no, you know, they had no interest in it. So Matt bought the car back from it. Well, he never originally owned the car, but he bought the car. The guy bought all these parts for, mm -hmm. and he bought all the parts he originally sold the guy back. And now he's keeping the car as his personal car. And, you know, so that's kind of, kind of interesting. That's how I got some of them. But other than that, I don't know, Gary, I think they're harder to get now, but at one point he was pulling them from anywhere he could. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Like had the foresight or whatever to, or just, who knows? It, it, I find with folks like that, it's it's more of a love thing at the time, right? Like you just love doing it and probably got a kick out of going to the junkyard on a Sunday or whatever. It was just the way that he let his mind. Yeah, he's a high school dropout, honestly. He, 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 had, he didn't have a high school degree, but he just loved Fox Body Mustangs. Incredibly smart guy. You guys know about the quarter windows uh, that he used to do. Yep. You talked about that before, Chris. So he, he engineered that whole process to restore them and yeah, he just loves it. It's right. It's passion coming down to the passion. So. And is he a, a proper like certified mechanic? Yeah, he did. He did get that on his own. Yes. Yeah, so he got certified okay. and all that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge for sure. I I get a kick out of listening to uh, you know you and him banter back and forth, and um, a bright, super bright guy. You know. Yeah. Oh, I I love even if you go into their office, he has a microfilm reader. So that he can read the microfilm of some of the original Fox Body instructions and manuals, like my, yeah, like, the blueprints, like the blueprints, oh, the microfish. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Christ. Yeah, like he really, like he wants to have all the access to it, and then he uses it. Wow. Well, there was that one video you did, Matt. Where um, was it? Uh, it? It was a computer tuning video. Right. And he had that old kind of looks like a Fisher price. It's a Ford <laughs> computer, right? Yeah. The old Ford tool. Yeah. Yeah. Beep, bop, boop. And it's, you know, dials and whatever sliders. And uh, yeah, like Chris and I talked about it on one, um, on our tuning one. And, you know, I said like, Matt is literally like repurposing these computers, you know, like these old A9Ls that nobody can get their hands on or people are charging a king's ransom for, you know. So, yeah. yeah very, very way still that, um, I mean, obviously the Holly Terminator X is awesome and 
you know, uh, you, you know, there's all these different options you can do, but at the end of the day, you have a mass air car, the computers will still work. There's no re you can put whatever combo. I mean, the stalker vert proves that, or, you know, I was over your house, Chris, you fired that thing up. You didn't have a tune on that thing. I don't think. And, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. So you can still make really good power. I mean, uh, especially if you put a, a super chips tune, uh, Rob at power curve motorsports still does that old school tuning on the a nine L's a nine P's. It can be done. So there's no reason not to still go that way unless you just don't want to, that's fine, but it's not like it won't work. This is what I'm saying. You can get a Fox body to go 10 seconds or nine seconds in the quarter mile with the old computer. It will work. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, you know, Matt, the guy that, um, that I spoke with in Calgary, that, uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, that tuned my coupe. Um, I asked him, I said, like, where's the limitation? And he said, the only limitation to that Ford computer is really high RPM. That's it. You want to make all the power in the world, thousands and thousands of horsepower at low RPM, that computer will do it all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob at power curve loves the, um, he loves the big, bigger injectors with the 90 millimeter mass air meter, because then you can get very specific in your tune to the points, right? The bigger the mass air meter, the more injectors you have, the more specific you can get. So he, he loves it. Right. That's awesome. Okay, guys, we don't want to keep you. If you want to bail, you can bail. Or we'll give them the out. <laughs> I just cracked my last beer here, but we usually we usually go off recorded microphone for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has got to be a marathon one, right? We're in almost uh, over two hours now. What's your guys' longest podcast at this point? We float around that two mark. We tend to. Yeah, we do. Like two just comes like naturally. I feel like by the time. Cause like, we don't have a script as you guys have witnessed, you know, we yeah, just kind of start, we just start <laughs> recording and it's like, yep, yeah, we're, well, Gary is always literally in the garage. So maybe it should just be yeah. called garage talk with Gary. There's no um, intro. There's no <laughs> outro. You just guys get into it. Oh, there's the bird. Yeah, exactly. But well, that's the beauty of it, right? It's, it's just non-rehearsed and it's kind of easy, easy going. And it, it's, it's not like, trying to move a camera and a GoPro around and everything else, make sure everyone can see what's going on. It's a little easier. Well, I, I, I do want to say, since we're winding up here, I feel honored that, uh, you know, you started this, it's been going since January, right? That's when you guys started to, finally, you allowed me on here. <laughs> I asked I asked back in uh, early February, I'm pretty sure, but I know you have a big guest list of high class celebrities and i'm just honored that you would bring me and my little youtube channel finally to the grandiose uh podcast i don't even know what the name of the podcast is i call it the chris and gary podcast <laughs> it's a, it's rolling in my 5.0 all right um, vanilla ice sponsor but, for the podcast i know that so. i wish um yeah. no uh, I, I know matt's, chris. matt's oh. making all these jokes right now but uh, but in reality there was actually like an influx of collaborations that were going on like February and March. I feel like we were kind of almost overdoing it. Um, I blame Paul DeFox. You know, he was just like, he was grabbing everybody and just like week after week, he's like, God damn it. How can we collaborate when everybody just collaborated? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tease, I tease. I figured I would get yeah. my time. Uh, the only thing I'm really mad and bent about Chris 
is not only did Vanilla Ice official follow you on Instagram, but Gary, he literally had no idea. I had to tell him. I had to tell him that Vanilla, if Vanilla Ice followed me, you can best bet I'm going to be retweeting, reposting, <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> the guy, anyway. Okay, that's okay, buddy. So last week, this came up when he and I were just rapping together, right? And I'm like, hey, what is the deal here, right? Like, because I, I seen your story and uh, I'm like, how did you land this? Like, you know, tell me more. And old humble Henry here, right? He's like, well, you know, I don't know, right? Like, good gracious. He literally doesn't know. If I didn't tell him, he wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh. Well, you know what? All I can hope is that he actually reaches back out. Because I've tried uh, on numerous occasions. Knowing that he follows me is a little bit, it kind of changes things up because it shouldn't be a request in the DMs anymore. Like I should actually, you know, kind of pop up in something. Yeah. So it should at least be in general. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I get it. You know, it, we all have troubles. I, I, honestly, Instagram is the worst platform for communication out there. Like it just, it blows. Wasn't created to communicate. I don't think so. I get it, but let's just hope that, one day there can be a TIP VIP collab. I'll be there. I'll be there for that to watch that for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he's a convertible owner too. He gets it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're honored, guys. Thanks for having us. And and uh, you know, Tiffany's welcome back anytime you need to spice the 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 podcast. You up. know, maybe we'll oh. just have Tiff on next time. Yeah. I'd be interested. I might listen to that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how about this? We get all of our gals, including you. Oh, oh how about we go off? Yeah. How about if we like if we can convince our better half scary and, and have Tiff, and then it's just like you know what the podcast is is just the better halves. Yeah. You guys just wing it. So no, yeah. we'll just we'll just have to talk about what it's like to live with guys that are obsessed with fox bodies. There you go. I like it. Let's make let let's make it a thing. Are you willing to do that with your all, all um, this all the stuff that we see behind the scenes that no one knows about? We'll just we'll just dish it all out. <laughs> you guys can have like some glasses of wine and yeah. just you know kick back and oh you're good to go. Oh, with Brittany, she's always got a glass of wine. I feel like <laughs> how many brewery or how many wineries she was gonna drag me to and like have me try more wine. <laughs> oh. That would be an event to listen to that one. As, would, as yeah. long as Brittany also is not in charge of the child care, um, because she thought that the best way to entertain my children <laughs> was to let them go run around in the parking lot while we went into the winery and, and tasted wine. I was like, that's <laughs> not what you do with children. That's probably because that's what I told her to do. That's, that's what I thought she did. That's my bad. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're parents of a cat. That's it. That's our extent. We we know we know where our limits are. Mr. Meow is is absolutely fine with her drinking wine and whenever she wants to. Right. Oh. I think the podcast has gone off the rail here, fellas. <laughs> Go off the rails. It's all good. It's all good. Well, thank you again both for joining us on our weekly shit show. Yeah. And um, Matt and Tiff, I look forward to catching you guys at uh, Chocolate Pops. Yeah, we'll see you at Chocolate Fox. Gary, you'll be at Fox Everfest this year, maybe? Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers crossed. 
I'll make the trip across the country. I want to go so goddamn bad I can taste it. So I'm trying real hard. Well, you're guaranteed if you show up to get a shout out on a real YouTube channel, AKA the infamous project. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be so much bigger. It really is. It's going to explode this year. We think. I bet everybody's been cooped up way too long. I know we got to get out and stretch our legs a little bit. I mean, they were hoping for 500 last year and they went over 700. So they're expecting probably close to a thousand. No, they're hoping. Hoping. They're they're expecting 800. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool. true. I want to meet you guys in person. And yeah, uh, yeah cool. thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.